Hey there, it's our YouTube show. I'm Chris, got Craig with me. Um, Joe is off for the week. Uh, Joe's not feeling too well, so we'll hope to see Joe back next week. But, man, uh, first of all, thank you, Craig. Um, just crazy week last week. They're all crazy, but I, I had an extra project I needed to do. It kept me up late a couple nights, and wife's like, hey, I need you to be with the family a little bit more. So I uh, appreciate the hour you and Joe hosted. Uh, YouTube show last week. How did it go? Um, I think it went pretty well. Uh, you know, I think Joe's always uh, the good thing about Joe Castle, our, our friend of the show, and, and helps with our YouTube show is that he can talk a lot about everything, which is great. Yes, he's he's yes. always uh, he's always able to, to to throw his his ideas out there and throw his two cents, no matter what subject matter we're dealing with. Yes, yeah, a lot of good things to say about Joe, and that definitely is one of them. That's what makes a good podcaster. Yeah. You can talk about a lot of cool stuff there. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, bravo to Joe with that. And remind me, you were talking. We talked about the Beatles, Beatles right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, so, very, very good. Yeah. Wanted to try to find a way we could talk about a 15 minute uh, review of it than watching all seven and a half hours. Which, right. It's a good watch, but if you haven't seen it, I, I hate giving a seven and a half hour homework assignment. <laughs> yeah, like right. So yeah, so this week, um, Craig and Joe did. Uh, was it a unanimous vote, or was it was there some disagreement? Uh, well, I decided to to sort of be a little bit of a dictator and say there that you go. just going to do uh, what I say because I was hosting last week, and and Joe was fine with it. Um, he he's he he enjoys pizza, so. Uh, he said, let's do it. So we decided to choose the decline of Pizza Hut as our topic of discussion this week. Well, and let me tell you, at the end of the show, I'm going to let you be a dictator again. So as we're talking about pizza, I think I gave you a couple of ideas. So why don't you pick another favorite at the end of the show? If okay. you still have that list. So, yeah. 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 yeah it's just something for you to take a look as we're talking. Okay. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, yeah, man, Craig, I'm a Pizza Hut fan, and I feel weird defending Pizza Hut because Pizza Hut's got its issues. I'm still a Pizza Hut fan, but I know the Pizza Hut's declined. Have you always been a Pizza Hut guy? You know, um, not a little bit as a kid because they did the you know the personal pan pizzas for the reading stuff, but I didn't really grow up near Pizza Hut. Um, my wife loves Pizza Hut. Uh, I got into it more as an adult, and I, I do enjoy it. It's probably not like the first thing I think about when I think about pizza, although I do love uh, their stuffed crust. But, um, you know, I, I would say that, you know, because I wasn't in a big city growing up and, um, you know, we didn't have Pizza Hut really that much. So didn't really grow up on it necessarily. It seemed to be, I agree with the video, the video talks a lot about the allure of Pizza Hut, like how it used to be this, you know, a treat. You know, if you if you had to book it, you know, for the, the reading club or whatever else case might be, it, it seemed to have fallen on hard times. And I, I can't really put my finger on it necessarily. I think it looks like this video was made pre-COVID. But, you know, I, I think the hard thing about Pizza Hut now, if we were to update the video, is this like every restaurant of COVID? I mean, 
not as many people are going to sit down to eat anymore. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, and I, you know, like I said, you know, growing up, it was like the dining in, sort of the upscale pizza place to go because you would have to yeah. go in and dine in. They didn't really have, I think, in the video they say they didn't have, you know, full fledged delivery until like 80, 1986. Now, granted, I was only two years old at that point, but um, you know, at the end of the day, Pizza Hut was really made on the backs of you want to come in and dine in. For that, for that treat of pizza, whether it's the book it stuff or just the normal dining in stuff. Um, but it's funny because a lot of pizza huts, you know, and obviously we don't live there anymore in Sandusky, um, you know, they had a, a sit down pizza hut restaurant. My wife and I had some dates there. You know, we loved their, their stuff there. But then they moved. They moved locations and they pared down to a smaller building. So where they only allow carry out and delivery. And that's sort of the model that Pizza Hut is is sort of gearing itself to because I think they they realize that the dining in experience isn't necessarily as conducive to pizza maybe anymore because people just want to get it fast and quick and you know delivery is king in, in pizza in the world of pizza. Yeah, it, it's definitely kind of went in that direction, and I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's not a bad thing. I, 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 one of the things that struck me about that video, I, I got to take um, issue with, they gave two reasons why it wasn't working out as well. And, like, the first reason was, hey, the, the variety of the menu wasn't there. And I'll right. be honest with you, hey, if you bring me good pizza, hey, stuffed crust is still fresh for me. I know it's an old idea, but don't. You don't have to come up with brand new ideas every every time. I mean, yeah, maybe you know, maybe they overprice the stuff crust a little bit. You know, maybe find ways of putting that price down a little bit. But I don't know. I'm not sure if I agree with that as much. Uh, they also talked about slow delivery, and I'm not sure if I disagree with that. I just really have been a huge delivery guy for Pizza Hut. Yeah, I gotta tell you, Craig. I'm you know working from home. Sometimes I wish I could get delivery more if I, you know, don't have food at home. I'm looking for a quick option. But I'll be honest, there's not as many delivery people anymore in terms of your traditional, like, pizza hut drivers. Everyone uses the DoorDash, which is like a ripoff, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, I I don't know what the, the decline, I mean, I, maybe there isn't really a decline of pizza hut. I guess this... This guy's argument is that their sales have dipped below Domino's, and you know, if you're if you're asking me which I prefer, my preference would be Pizza Hut over Domino's. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Although I do I do like Domino's fresh when it's fresh because there was um, years ago, and I don't know how long ago it's been, but years ago Domino's changed their their um, recipe at least for the sauce where they made it a little bit kick it had a little bit kick to it not too much because i don't like spice at all but it had a little bit of it to it and then they also infused the crust with a garlic spread or you know like a garlic rub um and i think it improved their their taste a lot and you know growing up in a small town that was really the pizza place that we had was domino's so i kind of grew up a little bit more on domino's than i did on Pizza Hut, especially after I got out of like elementary school. Um, so, you know, I like Domino's, but I, I like Pizza Hut more. 
but you know this idea that Pizza Hut has been surpassed by Domino's, I guess, in terms of maybe you know popularity on the polls that he did, and then also in sales. Maybe that's part of the decline. But honestly, though, it sounds like they're still doing well. I mean, they did have some franchises close, but you know they were sort of the originator. And and I don't know that you can really pinpoint one reason why the Pizza Hut's declined. I think. Like my wife thinks that they're they're they that they change their recipe for the worse at Pizza Hut, and maybe that's why they're not as like top shelf as they once were. I don't know what you know. I can't really tell or or pinpoint a big difference. But at the end of the day, you know, everybody has their preference, and you know, pricing may be an option as well. Maybe an issue for some. You know, I think the pizza places are really going after each other for the carry-out deals because they want to maybe avoid extra drivers to have to hire. So now they have the carry-out deals. You know, Domino's has it. Pizza Hut has it. You know, Papa John's does too. So, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't really know if I would say that there's a for-sure decline. Maybe there is if you're a Pizza Hut fanatic and you've followed their sales or the amount of stores they have every year. But I don't know. I'm not sure that I, I really am on board with this guy saying that Pizza Hut has declined, but then also giving those kind of flimsier excuses as to why they are. I, I, I almost think it's just, you know, maybe it's taste instead of, you know, the, the lack of the slower delivery. I don't know if I've ever seen their delivery be that slow. So, you know, well, who knows? Well, when you talk about underperforming restaurants, hey, it happens. It happens in our journalism business, too. But that said, you know, the other thing that gets me is maybe they had too many freaking Pizza Huts. I mean, you know, um, yeah. I'm here in Columbus, Ohio, where, you know, I, I'm i thinking there's probably three or four McDonald's within a five-minute drive of my house. And you can sit there and say, well, Chris, you're in a big city. Or I'm like, do we really need four McDonald's within five minutes of my house, you know? Right. And now... They're still all open, so apparently they're doing enough sales to be okay. But mm. when pandemic happens or when, you know, we're in a recession or, or whatever the economic downturn is, you know, not all of them are going to make it. So maybe yeah. shame on the guy that said, hey, let's have 500 Pizza Huts in one town. Or whatever, yeah. you know? Well, it's, it's funny because growing up in the small, small town of Willard, Ohio, we had a Pizza Hut for like all of like six or eight months. And it closed and it quickly just did not work there. I don't know why, but, you know, in a city that, you know, had probably more pizza delivery slash pizza chains than they needed, they they had Pizza Hut for a very short time and it just didn't work. But then, you know, I mean, maybe that's part of the problem is they opened maybe in too small of cities or something. And, and you know, some of those places have already been established by Domino's. We also had an East of Chicago there, still do, but maybe maybe Pizza Hut tried to start branching out and becoming sort of the, I guess you would say, subway of pizza chains where they were just in every single town, and maybe that just didn't work to their benefit because not everybody's going to prefer that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, mean, I guess it's you know, a lot of my thoughts on Pizza Hut. Um, you know... Yeah, I know Pizza Hut still thinks of itself as a little bit more than like a fast food place. But, right. You know, try and find ways of cutting costs for yeah. people. I mean, I know with 
you know, supply chain shortages, all this other stuff. You know, we've there are challenges where sometimes the rates prices do have to go up to meet yeah. the increased demand and everything. I totally get all that. But make some type of a dollar menu or something. Just uh entice more people to come in. Even if you're selling, you know, book it pizzas or whatever, you know, it makes it tough. Um, we're getting a little off topic, Craig, but <laughs> I wanted to share for you a fun uh, topic we were talking about last week. It's definitely food related. Um, in our Accenture show, one of our uh, topics I do with Joe Frost and Paul Yanchek was we were talking about the McDonald's menu hacks. Have you heard about these? I have. I've, I've heard of them. I haven't seen all of them, but I have heard of them. Joe Frost, um, we, we try and check this out. We, you know, we talk about all the content we have. Um, we we extend these. We make these a little bit longer, like the YouTube show. Uh, we used to do one one hour, but we changed to make like a half hour max. So we do two separate half hour segments. We release separately. Uh, so one of our segments was about the me- menu hacks, and so we talked about one topic for a half hour. And um, Joe found out. I didn't even see this when I first read the article. Get this. Um, the menu hacks, you have to put together yourself. And I can vouch for this because I didn't eat lunch today. So I had to pick pick up my kids from school. I had a late lunch. We go for McDonald's because my daughter likes to eat the ice cream. My 15-year-old likes the cookies. So I'm like, I'm going to try menu hacks. One of the menu hacks was this crunchy double cheeseburger. And they're like, hey, we're going to put nuggets with your double cheeseburger. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. great. Get this. I order it. They're like, all right, you ordered the double cheeseburger and a six-piece nugget. I'm like, what? Yeah, you ordered that. Well, aren't you going to put them together? No, you put them together. So when you order the menu hacks, they're giving you the separate sandwiches, and they're saying you put them together. Doesn't what the heck? Yeah, I mean, doesn't that sort of defeat the purpose of it being a menu hack? Like, Well, in essence, I paid for two items. And really, yeah. I didn't get a discount. So in essence, I bought a six-piece and a double cheeseburger, and they didn't care how I put it in my mouth, if I jammed it together or not. But, I mean, what the heck, dude? I mean, that was crazy. Yeah, it doesn't – I mean, I guess that's part of the process is that they probably make more money – Selling it separately because I'm looking at some of the hacks. They have the surf and turf where you have a fillet of fish and a in a cheeseburger or whatever. And of course you have the hash brown McMuffin, which would probably be the easiest one to put together yourself. But um, yeah, I, I, w- I would almost think that if you have, if you know, yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at the website right now, and it's and it says order it by name. And then it says you give they give you these two things and then you build it, which you know it's you're what? ordering you're ordering something, and it, it you know it's just kind of like the equivalent of ordering something else and then them not giving you what you ordered. Like you're ordering the serpent turf, so you put it together. That's the point of it, isn't it? I mean, you do the work, not me. Right. Well, and the other hard thing is, and again, I'm sure there's a rational reason. I mean. Don't sue me McDonald's or anything. But what <laughs> frustrated me is, according to USA Today article, which, and, you know, we work for USA Today. I'm sure they weren't making it up. They were going based off information they reported on. But, you know, USA Today is reporting, oh, it's only going to be, 
you know, Apple and you have to, you know, order it ahead. So mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, you know, I, I yammer about this on the podcast. I need something to eat for lunch. Let me do this. So I go on the app as I'm waiting for my kids to be brought out from their school. And, you know, I'm looking on the app and it says, okay, you have to order this on the app. So I'm like, great. So I go to the app where I can order. They're like, oh, we're out. We're out, you know, right. unavailable online. So I, I go to the restaurant and say, hey, can I order your menu hack? I'm like, yeah, sure. Because, again, they're just giving you two pieces of food. It's not like this, you know, shipped in from Thailand or something. Yeah, it's yeah. just very – it's out there. So very strange. So maybe Pizza Hut uh, – bring us back to our original topic. Maybe if Pizza Hut just said, here's a stuffed crust uh, – what's another pizza menu item? Well, they have the pan pizza. I'd love like a stuffed crust pan pizza. That'd be kind of fun. I've always my biggest concern with Pizza Hut lately is, and it had, it had been a while. This was several years ago, but it had been a while since I had stuffed crust there. And then we got it. I'm like, man, the 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 stuffed crust part is very thick, but then once you get to the actual pizza part of it, it's very thin, but not like thin crust pizza, but like just very just kind of like, you know thin dough and it so it's okay. almost like it's not really a a pizza it, i mean it is but it, it, i don't know it's hard to describe but uh you know maybe they could try the pan pizza stuffed crust or something that'd be kind of fun i'd get that okay but can you imagine what if they did that you're like hot crap here we go i've got me a uh you know and, and we talk about it in the podcast and we're all excited and well you go order it and, and you're thinking, man, they're going to mix this together. It's going to be heavenly. And pretty much they give you a stuffed crust pizza and pan pizza. And you're like, what? Well, you put it together. You know, you match it together right. however you want. You know? Exactly. Like, here, here's the cheese. Stuff it in there yourself and melt it. Let it melt. I don't mean, yeah. And, and they bring it up as just two separate pizzas. This is not the. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just. I, I kind of wonder if McDonald's did that because. Like let's say you you do the um the land air and sea which is a crossover of the Big Mac, a McChicken and a fillet of fish. I kind of wonder if they decided to make it the build your own because if they didn't, they'd have to wrap it, and they'd have to get new wrappers to accommodate for the larger sandwiches, yeah, which know. means they'd have to spend more money on wrapping paper spe- specifically for that. So maybe that's why they decided to. To maybe not do that. Well, and here's the other thing. And again, don't take this out of context, people. I'm not saying what you think I'm saying. But how do you get your mouth around that? I, I'm <laughs> looking at the land there and see. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't think you can. I mean, it's this this big tall sandwich. You you have to almost take it apart to eat it. So right. What are we doing here? It, it's just so dumb. I McDonald's think is dumb. Yeah, maybe the next menu hack that McDonald's has can be the hack where their ice cream machines actually work for a chance. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Please. Yeah. Or, or just make something where you can uh, make it where somebody can eat at one time. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't dumb enough to, you know, put it on myself like, you know, you know, mix the uh, nuggets and the sandwich, but maybe make like a single hamburger with four nuggets instead of like six nuggets and a double and everything. Yeah. Or just land there and see where you mix like three items together. Make it more easily eatable. Yeah. I wonder if there's a hack within a hack. And I mean, 
Like, you know how you can go and order a sandwich and like, let's say you're hungry and you want another patty on it. Well, you could add a patty to your sandwich, right? Right. I wonder what what would they say if you ordered a Big Mac and then said, oh, well, can you put a filet of fish patty on there? And oh, right. can you put the tartar sauce on there? And then, oh, can you put the McChicken on there? And can you put the whatever you put on that, you know? So I wonder if there's like a hack within a hack that allows you to have a cheaper version of it. So, you know, usually a patty is cheaper than a burger, right? You know, you're just adding a patty as opposed to the full sandwich. So I wonder if there's a way to do the hack of a hack. Or why don't you just itemize each element of your McDonald's where, yeah, you've got to make money off it. So how much does a, a quarter pound patty, like a big one cost, you know, or how much would they retail at to make money? Right. You know, so if that's a buck 50, then you can sit there and you can say, you know, Hey, it already takes enough time to get McDonald's. Why can't you wait a couple more minutes? Why don't you go up and just sit there and say, you can order whatever hack you want, but they charge you by the element. So you could have a hash brown, double, you know, double quarter pounder with a um, folded egg on the top. Okay. Right. So you would just pay what's the retail cost for a folded egg? What's the retail cost for a hash brown? What's the retail cost for two patties? If you want cheese on it, whatever. Yeah. And then that way, the whole restaurant could be a hack. Enough of this, you know, I want a Big Mac or I want to, you know, just put everything in the back. It'll be kind of like your Netflix or Roku or whatever, where instead of saying you have to buy the original items, you can just pick what you want. We'll charge you for whatever you put on. So if you want a 10 hash brown sandwich, then, okay, I'm going to ring up for 10 hash browns in the bun. You're good to go. Yeah, it's it's funny because I actually tried a hack one time at McDonald's because I, I love the egg McMuffins. And someone said that you buy the sausage McMuffin, which was at the time, I think, like a dollar. And then they said to make it a sausage egg McMuffin, just buy a round egg. Just ask for a round egg and they charge you for like a round egg. And it was supposed to be like 67 cents or 80 cents or whatever which would completely make that sandwich way less than the actual amount for a sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffin. Well, I I did that, and it ended up costing me more than if I had just bought the sandwich because they charged, like, way too much for the egg. And I'm like, who are these people that are making these deals? Because I tried it, and I ended up paying more to, to put it together myself because they, you know, the egg was like $2 and something. I mean, it was like expensive and I couldn't believe it when I looked at the receipt. And I'm like, how did this work for someone else? But it didn't work here. I used to live in Mansfield before I came to Columbus. And I would love going to McDonald's in the mornings for like their breakfast. They would have bagels. And I don't know if it's a COVID thing or whatever. But there's no bagels here in Columbus, in the Columbus McDonald's. I'm like, what the heck? Because I would do a bagel. I don't know if it's a menu hack. I just said, if you order like a bagel separately with folded egg, you get like a ba- like an egg and cheese sandwich on a bagel for like a buck fifty. It was a pretty good okay. deal. Okay. But half people didn't know how to ring it up right because yeah. it would ring up as a like they call it a, a bacon egg biscuit or no a bacon egg bagel. 
Okay. And then it would cost more. So if you right, took the bacon right. out, it's like a three dollar sandwich. Or, okay. So I guess that was my main attempt at a hack, I guess. Okay. But like I said, if we just itemize everything you got in McDonald's, you can get a fifteen patty double quarter yeah. or whatever. You yeah. know, it's it's up you know, to you to just pay for it. It's funny, I'm looking at this like you know, McDonald's, you know, website where they have the menu hacks and they promote them. It says, you know, it does say that they are mobile, like mobile order, not only, but just an app exclusive, like the Surf and Turf. But then it says offer valid one time a week through 12 from through February 27th at participating McDonald's. What I don't get is if you're the one that has to put stuff together, how is it only available one time a week? Yeah. I mean, you don't you you're if if they were putting it together for you then yeah I could see that but you're the one that's ordering them separately paying for them separately to then put it together so this it makes no sense it's basically just their way of of getting you to brand the surf and turf or the land air and sea because none of it makes any sense if you're the one that physically has to put it together they suck I mean let's just say it for one second <laughs> McDonald's sucks but yeah. I mean, I don't go to McDonald's that often. I mean, I really have only gone. The last time that my wife and I went was when we were driving down to Tennessee to look at apartments, and it was like midnight when we left, and it was the only place that was open in Sandusky was at McDonald's. If you have kids, you almost have to go to McDonald's. And my kids don't necessarily crave McDonald's. Here's the problem. I love my daughter to death, but my daughter would be like, Oh, uh, what's that? Oh, Baskin Robbins. It's this ice cream place that costs four times as much as McDonald's. Yeah. So she likes Baskin Robbins. So I'm like, all right, you want some ice cream? Yes, Baskin Robbins. I'm like, no. I'm going <laughs> to McDonald's because you get the ice cream for a buck. Yeah. It costs a lot less. I'm a journalist. I'm not a, <laughs> right. a CEO of someplace. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with kids, you got to go to McDonald's. And if you save money, you go to McDonald's. But then you look like this, and that's not good. So, I don't know. All right, well, Craig, man, we have podcasts for hours. It's getting late. Um, I said you could be the dictator. Now, I may have to take that role back next week, but I I give you a bunch of things to consider. Uh, Look back at your list. I know you picked pizza, which is great. Yeah. Oh, old dictator Craig, what are you picking next week? Well, I'm I'm going to stick to the food. I think we we tend to like to talk about food. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Dame Drops. Uh, You know, social media influencer that likes to. He also has his own show on Netflix too, by the way, uh, where he tries a variety of foods, but he also does a lot of fast food, uh, you know, food reviews and things like that. So. Um, he's kind of a fun personality, so I think we'll do uh, Dame Drops next week. Okay, and are you good? I mean, there's a billion Dame Drops. Do you want to um, do the one that I threw out there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could pick anything. I mean, it's just yeah. no. Okay. Dame Drops, um, you got me interested now. Let me look on Netflix. Is all of his videos... On Netflix, or is it just no? This um, the, the thing that's on Netflix is a series. Actually, it's a um, oh, wow. where it's fresh fried and crispy is the name of it. I my wife and I started watching it last, like sometime in the fall, 
Um, there's like eight episodes, but basically he kind of goes around and, um, you know, gives his sort of take on, on something, whether it's, you know, fried, whatever, he just, you know, eats something. Now he's not exactly like a culinary expert or whatever. So a lot of, a lot of his reviews of food that he eats are, are kind of, you know, not rudimentary, but very scaled back than, than what you'd see from like a guy theory on, you know, diners, drive-ins and dives where he's not dissecting the entire dish but uh i don't know he's just he's got a good personality and he's come from the youtube fame of of reviewing like fast food burgers and just you know new releases and fast food so um i thought it'd be kind of a fun you know video to continue our food theme we might as well become the food tube uh podcast because we keep talking about food but uh it's it's kind of an interesting he's kind of got an interesting personality and he's he's always entertaining well there's a lot of worse things we could talk about than food there uh, are yeah oh, yeah yeah i'm not sure if we want to become the food tube show but <laughs> at this uh, point it seems like we were trending that way though huh well i'm as i said you know food's better than other stuff so yeah, yeah. I, I i gotta tell you craig we are trying out netflix i'm not signing for good I'll be honest, I was frustrated going through DVDs for Seinfeld show, but yeah. man, um, Netflix, holy cow, there's a ton of content, and I think the more I'm kind of going through them, I'm finding ways of, uh, what do you call it? I, I, I'm trying to, I'm finding more ways of getting through it. I mean, when I first looked at Netflix, I'm like, holy crap, there's a billion yeah. things to watch here. Oh, yeah. But now it's making a little bit more sense, and I've discovered my list. Mm. So the stuff I'm interested in, I could find a lot more easier. Right. And I don't know. You might be solving in this Netflix thing. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not my my go-to, but if there's ever something, you know, I think I've kind of used Netflix for, like, the trash TV stuff, like the reality series and stuff like that. But there's, you know, there's some quality content that they have on there, too. Sometimes it's there's so much stuff you got to sift through it to find it but you know the my list is helpful where you can kind of you know earmark things that you want to watch and you know there's there's never a, a a lull in in how much they offer there's always something new and there's always a lot of content just overall they they they've really mastered the well they had a head start ahead of everybody but they've kind of mastered the more is less than you know, the less is more. They've, they've, you know, unfortunately, some of their stuff's just garbage and it's not really necessary, but they've definitely mastered the, we're going to, you know, beat you over the head with the amount of content we can offer. We need to figure out, Craig, and if anybody's out there that wants to be a, a marketing person, um, I, I'm all in. I mean, there's a ton on this, this um, network that we can market, but I, there are so many streaming options. We're not going to get on Spotify. We're not going to become the next Joe Rogan or whatever. Yeah. But somebody needs to pick us up on their on their streaming service. I mean, yeah. we, we may not hit Netflix or Spotify, but holy cow, Craig, there's a billion different streaming services out there. Exactly. Well, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll make Tubi or Pluto TV or something. I don't know. Well, I will, I'll take it, yeah. Call us up, Tubi or, or yeah. Pluto. Call us up. Sounds good. Well, man, what a night, Craig. Th thank you. Uh, I know this is a little bit of a marathon, but it helps kind of, um, what do you call it, feed? It's like a daily newspaper. You know, we need these stories to daily feed what we're doing. 
And man, tonight really feeds us for the week. So I appreciate uh, that. Check out all our other content. Oh man, um, uh, talk to a new friend today, Craig. Um, the great Kaylee Doyle uh, from the Columbus Dispatch. We talked a little bit about um, rural versus urban in Ohio. Kind of an interesting discussion. Um, connect with Danae King, as always. Megan Henry. Um, long conversation about the Bengals. She's very excited. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Oh, we got Anthony Munoz, Hall of Fame tackle. He's scheduled to come on. Uh, they've got a contest he's trying to promote, but good Lord, we're in Bengals Super Bowl season, so we got to talk to him about the Bengals. Uh, Mark Schlereff will be on. We're going to talk to him about the Bengals, some other NFL stuff. Craig, when this whole thing first started, I didn't think that we were going to have NFL players on. But assuming Munoz and Schlereff come through, three in one year, Craig. That's pretty cool. I mean, I grew up a huge Anthony Munoz fan, so very jealous of that. Very cool, though. Well, let's talk afterwards. I think I might be able to fit you in Schlereff. We'll have to chat about that. I need to have a talk with their PR agent tomorrow. I got a big question of how we're going to be able to pull this off. But it'll give us something to talk about quickly afterwards. Um, yeah, so we got that content. As always, our Accenture show. Uh, behind the Steel Curtain, we're bringing back lots of stuff. Again, instead of me doing uh, very awkward, long commercial reads, look Wherever you're looking at this podcast, there's ways you can help the show. Uh, Craig and I are going to try to add some more stuff. And you might say, I don't have money. I'm not going to give you money. Well, we're going to add links to read Craig's work stories or follow Craig on Twitter. I mean, so ways that even if you can't help us monetarily, you know, we always could appreciate more Twitter followers or whatever the case might be. So um, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for listening. Have a great night, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope to learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.